0: This parable that Jesus told to the Pharisees made me think of earlier in Luke's Gospel, and and this was way back February 13th we heard it. It was the Beatitudes. Now, often when we think of the Beatitudes, we think of the Gospel of Matthew. They have eight Beatitudes. Luke's is a little different. But Luke, he begins with, "'Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. And when I heard that, I thought of Lazarus, right? Lazarus was poor. He was so poor uh, that he would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Uh, even the dogs felt sorry for him and came and licked his sores. Well, Lazarus uh, received the kingdom of God. Uh, that he is uh, resting in the bosom of Abraham in heaven. Now, back to Luke's Beatitudes. As I said, they're different from Matthew's. They have four blessings, but Luke also has four woes. And the first woe is, Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. And the rich man did receive his consolation. He was—he got to wear purple. I don't know if that would be my choice, but that was his. That was, royal, that was a sign of being wealthy and fine linen and dine sumptuously each day. But it didn't work out so well for the rich man, did it? He ends up in the netherworld where he was in torment and... Um, He just longs to be able to have uh, Lazarus dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am suffering torment in these flames. And Abraham's response was that you remember that you received what was good during your lifetime while Lazarus likewise received what was bad for now he is being comforted here whereas you are tormented. And then we hear how there's a great chasm between them. And so... Lazarus and the rich man, their fates are sealed. It's a done deal for them. But the ones I'm curious about are the rich man's brothers. He asked Abraham, I beg you, I have five brothers in my father's house. Send Lazarus to warn them that they too may not come to this place of torment. And Abraham's response, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. What is the message of Moses and the prophets? Well, we get some idea from our first reading this morning, don't we? From the prophet Amos. And Amos says, Woe to the complacent, stretched out comfortably on their couches while they sipped their wine. Uh, Amos went after them because they were living the high life, But they were not listening to the the cries of those who were suffering. It mentions of your brother Joseph, the other tribes who were about ready to be overcome by the Assyrians. And then uh, the rich man says, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And of course, Abraham says that if they did not listen to Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead Now all of us listening to this gospel We know the one who rises from the dead don't we we know Jesus What was Jesus approach to this? Well, we have it in Matthew's gospel chapter 25 where Jesus uses an image of the sheep and the goats to describe the last judgment and he says Whatever you did to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did to me. And when we speak of our brothers and sisters, the least of my brothers and sisters, I think of the poor, I think of the unborn, I think of those with an unexpected pregnancy, I think of immigrants, refugees, so many others. The question for the brothers of the rich man is really our question for us today. Will we listen to the message of Moses and the prophets? Will we listen to the one who has been raised from the dead? Blessed are you or woe to you. This time, I'm very pleased that we have Sherry Wolfert here with us. I invite her forward.
1: Good morning. Good morning. I am so pleased to have an opportunity to be here with you this week. Um, when I moved from Kansas about 33 years ago, this was my parish. As everything I owned was in a loading van I was looking for an apartment complex that had a washer and dryer hookup because I had the washer and dryer in the truck and the only place in the Greater Lansing area I could find was Sandstone Creek apartments (laughs) so that's where I made home and the people of St Michael's Parish welcomed me so warmly and this this was my This was my Catholic family um, for those first couple of years that I lived here in Michigan. And so when they invited me to come present a parish mission, I was so excited to come back to the place that had given me such a warm welcome and offer some hope and some peace and some joy and help us all as we travel on that journey to heaven. So it's kind of like old home week. And thanks for having me back. I am a middle school teacher, so I know that we learn by seeing. And my mission this morning in these, um, you know, a Father told me I could not triple the length of his homily, <laughs> but my time in the minutes I have is to make you think about this parish mission and and whether you're being called to come and our first response is usually oh yeah I'm way too busy for that I got this and this and this and this and this one night maybe one night three are you kidding but I'm gonna say for those of us who are the busiest these are the times God's really speaking to us and he's saying if you're too busy to come for one night then you really should come for one night because I have something for you. So it's not just about what we're asking you to give up. It's about what the Lord wants to give. Now, if we need another good reason, I know that we need to see. So um, I actually have a former student sitting in mass this morning, and he's going to be thrilled when I say, Caleb, can you please come help me? (laughs) (laughs) For all the times you didn't have your homework done. This is payback. No, he always had his homework done. Caleb, can you take that rope and stretch it as far back as you can get? All right, so as Caleb's walking, hopefully he stops short of the football field. All right, keep going. Okay, so if you look at this rope that is stretched out between Caleb and I, I want you to imagine, okay? I want you to imagine this as your life. Right now, we know as Catholic Christians that there isn't an end, right? Eternity, our life will continue forever and ever, which is kind of a tricky concept to wrap our mind around, but Home Depot doesn't sell that much rope. So we have to settle for this amount. Okay, Caleb, you can drop it and have a seat, thank you. So if we're thinking about our life stretched out in all eternity like this rope, I want you now to think about this green part. In my hand this represents our time on earth and the white part of the rope is everything that comes after and we have to ask ourselves what am i doing with the green part of my rope we live our life in such a crazy fashion That we run and run and run and go and go and go and we worry about our job and our house and our children and our 401k and our, you know, we work and work and work about all of those things that consume our time and our energy. And we think I'm going to work and work and work and work until about here, right? And then I'll retire. And then, then I'll have peace. Then I'll have time. Then I'll do all those things, right? I'll go to mass every day. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, really dive into my prayer life. I'll I'll volunteer, I'll work for the poor. I'll I'll do all of those things. But here's the truth. There's not a single one of us here today that has any idea how much green is on our rope. And the other thing we know for real and for true is that we don't get a do-over on the green part of our rope. So how we spend these days, are we focused on the most important thing? And and what is that most important thing? That most important thing is a relationship with our Creator. That most important thing is living out our discipleship. That most important thing is growing in holiness. And my friends, holy doesn't mean harder. So tonight, and tomorrow night, and Tuesday night, I invite you to come, right? I invite you to come. There'll be nights filled with thought, with humor, with some great ideas on how are we actually supposed to live the gospel? What does that actually look like in the life of a real person? Now, as you sit there pondering, I want you to ask yourself, in light of today's gospel, those people mentioned, what was their rope like? Right? Lazarus. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we know how he'll spend the white part of his rope. He suffered and he toiled, but he was faithful. His reward was in heaven. For the rich man, I don't think the green part of his rope ended well, but for the brothers, for us. I'm one of those brothers. And so my mission is to constantly find ways that I can draw closer to constantly be searching for the ways Christ is inviting me to grow deeper. And so, with some humor, with some reality, with some great fellowship, I invite you to come tonight. I should also let you know that there are 96 11- and 12-year-olds who have been praying for you, for your parish for the success of this mission that the Holy Spirit will work powerfully among you. Um, They've been praying for you for a week and they will continue to pray for you every day of this mission. Have a group of kids praying a rosary at noon today for this mission and for your parish. So come, see what the Holy Spirit is ready to do in your life. I look forward to spending the next three evenings with you And may God bless you richly. Thank you.